Welcome to your favorite F word podcast, where we dive deep into conversations around food, fitness, feelings, with the occasional fuck thrown in. We're your hosts, Sarah and Nicola, owners of Paradigm Nutrition and Performance, nutrition coaches, besties, and most importantly, humans. This show is for coaches, self-growth-oriented folks, active humans, or anyone looking to deepen their understanding and relationship with food, movement, and themselves. Thanks for tuning in, and we cannot wait to share this space with you. Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of Your Favorite F Word. Sarah here today with our second Friends of the Pod episode, and today we are chatting with my dear friend and client, Emily. Welcome. Hi. Thank you. (laughs) Um, So today we're going to be talking a lot about motherhood, um, and specifically we're going to kind of dive into how Em has navigated her own fitness, her nutrition, and just like her identity throughout the process of pregnancy and postpartum. Um, I have had the lovely opportunity of watching her through this stage of her life as a friend and her coach. Um, And even though I am not a mom myself, it's been really inspiring to watch how she's navigated it all. And I'm just very proud of you, Em. Um, And I'm excited to share some of your kind of like learnings and lessons and stuff with our audience today. Cool. Cool. Um, So yeah, I hope any of you who are moms or are hoping to be a mom someday um, take some goodies away from today. But even if you're not a mom or you have no plans on ever becoming a mom, I think there's going to be a lot of carryover just into self-care and learning how to prioritize yourself. Um, So hopefully something for everyone today. Awesome. Okay. So why don't we start off with telling everyone a little bit about yourself? Who is Emily? Great. This is the worst question. <laughs> um, yeah, so I'm Emily. Um, I'm nearing the end of my master's degree in counseling psychology. Uh, I have a little Spitfire 14-month-old daughter who's just a little bit crazy, but she's sweet. She's and those- so cute. Like She's I'm pretty cute with her. Actually, I think she gets cuter every day. So yeah. <laughs> that's helpful. Yeah. Uh, and those things pretty much take up most of my time, but I also spend a lot of time in the gym. I like to do CrossFit and lots of friends try to work on my relationship sometimes, but <laughs> lots of, lots of things going on, but mainly the school and motherhood. Yeah. Yeah. Lots right of now. moving parts. You also coach CrossFit. I do. It's yes. like a new recent undertaking, just to add yeah. something more to your plate. I consider that more me time than anything. Right. So yeah. Yeah. That's something I enjoy. Cool. Okay. I, yeah, that who am I question is always so interesting because I always feel like we go to like, what, what are the roles that we play or like, what are the things that we do? You know? Yeah. So those were all the things that you do, which is a lot. <laughs> Um, okay. So why don't we start then with just like outside of motherhood, tell us a little bit about your like journey into fitness and CrossFit, um, and just like kind of how it's evolved over the years. Yeah, for sure. So I've always been like super active for my whole life, competitive sports from as little as six to 16. I was a gymnast and then I did diving, um, which was great. Learned a lot of things. It ended pretty badly, but that's okay. Learned a lot from that experience. Uh, Just like coaching things. Yeah. And just wasn't fit for me. So I quit when I was 16, had the time of my life for the rest couple of years of high school. (laughs) Um, And then I think I needed to find something because I was kind of bored. I tried running tried different things, but my dad of all people tried CrossFit first and he was like, you need to try this. And like everyone who doesn't want to listen to their parents, it took a long time to be like, okay, fine. And I finally did it. And now I've been doing it for eight or nine years. I couldn't find the exact date. So it's been a long time. Amazing. It's been pretty crazy. Yeah. 
and you yeah. used to do CrossFit at the same gym as your dad, right? Did you yeah, guys? Yeah, he used to yeah. go to our gym. Yeah. 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 Nice. I love that. I feel like a lot of people who find CrossFit are like previous athletes who are just like looking for like some sort of competitive outlet. Yeah. Well, I realized when I was a diver, uh, I didn't just like train diving. I had like weightlifting coaches and uh, cardio and I had lots of these coaches and I enjoyed that part the most. Right. Now that I look back, I yeah. just enjoyed going to training. Yeah. Love that. So. Um, thinking back on like these eight years of CrossFit, um, from like how you got into it to where you're at now, has the way that you like think about CrossFit and movement in general shifted at all? Oh yeah. Yeah. How so? Yeah. I think in the beginning, it's really easy to get into your head. Like, oh, you just want to be the best. You want to work really hard, be the top of the class. And you, you kind of get in your head a little bit. Mm -hmm. and over these past eight or nine years there's definitely been some ups and downs some injuries COVID so many different things that have pulled me out of the gym pulled me back in I've lost motivation I've gained it I met my partner there which yeah. is, makes it a lot easier to continue doing it mm -hmm. um, so now I can kind of step back it's more fun now yeah. It's more enjoyable. I don't have to be the best or someday it's like, I want to be, and but that's okay. Yeah. It's not always about that though. Some days it's just more of a social outing or just something to feel good about. Mm -hmm. I don't have to go and be the best I can be every day in the gym. That's not possible. Yeah. So I would say the whole perspective on it has shifted actually. Yeah. I love that for you. Um, definitely like been interesting these last few months we're sitting here and Emily's in a sling because she just had surgery on her shoulder. Yes. Um, so when, when did you dislocate it that first time? When was that? How long ago? It was like two and a half years ago. <clears throat> okay. It was in June of, oh man. Like when you were split jerking? Yeah. That was the first time. Okay. That was the first time. Yeah. You were there. I don't yeah. know if you saw it. I did because we had literally, so like the coaching crew at barracks, this was before Emily was coaching too, but we had literally, it was on Sunday. We did like our first aid training as a group. And then on Monday, I think it was noon class. We were doing split jerks and I wasn't, co was I coaching? I can't remember. No, you weren't. You were just there. Yeah. And there was like five coaches there. And Emily dislocates her shoulder on a split jerk. And all of us coaches are like, we, we know first aid, like we just did this. And we're like, all like trying to help her. And then there was like some members who were like trying to get out of the Metcon who were like, we're going to help too. <laughs> and stuff like that. What a great day. Yeah. Poor Em. So yeah, the ambulance came. <laughs> it was, yeah, crazy. So I feel like it was a little more dramatic than it needed to be, but well fuck that that cannot feel good um no. yeah so you had that happen and then it got better for a while right and then yeah it always like... seems to progress to a baseline of better and then I'll dislocate it again so yeah. I counted I've had 19 dislocations nine uh, yeah 19 okay the last time I did it was in this previous October and I was kind of fed up and had enough. So then I advocated for myself to get it fixed. Yeah, good. And, and I did. Surgery two weeks ago Two now? weeks ago, yeah. Two weeks ago today? Yes, uh, yesterday. Yesterday, Wednesday, yeah, okay. Um, so yeah, over from the first time till now, Emily's been navigating that injury and also had a baby. Yeah. So there's been lots of things that have kind of influenced her relationship with fitness um, and just had to shift your expectations, I guess. In yeah, there. that's a good way to put it. Yeah, for sure. Um, also, fun story. Emily met her partner at a Christmas party. Well, you guys met at the gym, but you hit it off at the Christmas party, right? Was that the gym at anniversary gym? party? Oh, anniversary party. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Yeah. I just love that story. It's so fun. That's great. Um, okay. So let's move into some of like the motherhood chat. Yeah. Okay. Um, so where do we want to start here? Well, why don't we just talk about like balancing the demands of 
or do we want to start in pregnancy? Do you want to talk about your pregnancy at all? You were very active throughout your pregnancy. I can talk about my pregnancy. I hated it, but I can talk about it. <laughs> okay. Um, I was sick all through my pregnancy. Yeah. So that was horrible. It's really hard on your body. Mm-hmm. Um, it was What's surprise. Working? We didn't, this was not planned. So yeah. it was very hard to wrap my mind around the whole idea. Uh, and I realized that's why you're supposed to wait 12 weeks before you tell people that, right. <laughs> because, you know, you, t- you have to take time to yeah. mind around that. Um, but no, it was exciting, but I was very sick. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was on medication throughout the whole pregnancy. Uh, and then I was late by week, right. Which was horrible. Um, <laughs> come on. <laughs> yeah. Really talking this up. So yeah. if you really want to get pregnant, maybe don't listen to this part. But um, yeah, you have to watch yourself, your body change, which is difficult. And there's lots of different opinions, mm-hmm. especially older family members. Right. It's really hard to navigate. And do you think that those opinions were more intense because of the type of activity you do? Like, do you think people were like more judgy because you do CrossFit and they were like, don't do CrossFit? Yes. It's like opinions about everything. Opinions about everything, but also that, um, I mean, being fit in pregnancy, I feel has changed dramatically for sure throughout the generations and the years. Yeah. So some people were shocked that I was doing it, but I mean, there's people in our gym who went basically up to the day they pop their baby out and I... I drew the line, I think at about 35 weeks, I was finished. Yeah. Um, which is fine. Yeah. But there's so many opinions that you have to navigate mm-hmm. and be okay with as well. Cause they're not going to change. Sure. Do you have any advice for people who are navigating those opinions or like and what you... fuck them. <laughs> fuck them. Yeah. <laughs> That's my, as long as you're being safe and, and I would say like your doctor's opinion matters but not all the time, like within reason, as long as you're being safe and you're comfortable and you're comfortable with what you're doing, then it doesn't really matter. Yeah. Do you think that like, were you able to like be super in tune and like, know, like, okay, this feels good versus "Mm, this is too much. Or like, I need to do something different. Like, did you feel pretty in tune with yourself? Yeah. You kind of learn your body in a different way. Right. Uh, I mean, for this was my first pregnancy, I have never experienced anything like this before. So just there's different sensations. And uh, luckily, there's a wonderful support system in our gym mm-hmm. uh, that has been, been there before. So yeah. they're wonderful people to talk to if you, you know, you're, oh, you're concerned or like jumping, things like that. I would talk to people who've been there before. Yeah. But I would just go off based of what it feels like. Right. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. So let's, uh, talk about baby's born. She's the cutest fucking thing ever. You're so happy probably, but also just a mess. (laughs) Happiness is a tough word to throw out there. Yeah. (laughs) Lots of emotions going on. Yeah. Um, How did you balance, like once you got back into like a little bit of routine with like fitness and nutrition, what like really worked for you in terms of balancing, like having a newborn and also spending some time on your own health and fitness and your workouts and stuff? Uh, Take it when you can get it. Mm -hmm. Every, nothing is going to go to plan. You can plan, especially with a newborn you can plan to, oh, I'm going to work out tomorrow at this time. And it probably won't happen. Right. <laughs> Just lower your expectations mm-hmm. for if you really want to get there, it might not happen. And you have to be okay with that. Right. Surround yourself with a really wonderful community that, you know, encourage you to bring your baby to the gym if you can. For when sure. I first went back, it was, I did 90% of my workouts with my baby. Mm-hmm. And 10% without. Yeah. And I knew that going in. So those 10%, I would, you know, really take advantage and go for it on those workouts. And then those other 90%, if they didn't happen, that's fine. 
yeah if they weren't as intense as i wanted them to be that's fine you just have to work around it and just take advantage was it hard for you at first or do you feel like having kind of like had to shift expectations during pregnancy kind of set you up for the for being able no it's definitely hard yeah uh, your body is completely new right it will never be the same yeah maybe it'll be better who knows yeah. <laughs> uh but it will never be the same as it was before right uh especially when you're going back there's muscles that you didn't realize actually exist right and are now gone yeah so just pulling I feel like pulling is like a big one rope climbs were the hardest rope climbs were the hardest oh interesting yeah yeah I don't know it was still are. I mean they're hard anyways but it was yeah. the hardest one yeah to get back and I remember doing my first one and being like so proud of myself but yeah. uh yeah it was really hard to get back and just kind of mentally telling yourself that you know it is the way it is now it's not going to be like that forever and just one step forward every day yeah I love that I think and obviously I'm not speaking from experience, um, but having coached a lot of moms and stuff, I think having that mindset of just like, this is where I'm at now. And also knowing that like multiple emotions can exist at the same time, like yeah, being in awe of your body and creating this fucking cute little human. And at the same time, like feeling, you know, whatever discomfort, frustration with the current reality, like both of those can exist at the same time. Right. Yeah. I can imagine that that's like hard to grasp. Um, but I think that that's something that is helpful to remember and knowing that like, it is the phase of life that you're in right now. And it's not going to be like that forever. Yeah. That's it. Just, just a phase. Yeah. Um, and even if your baby is really cute, it sometimes doesn't help and that's okay. Too. Yeah. <laughs> and everyone else is like, your baby's so fucking cute. And you're like, cool, take her. Like, yeah that's another thing if someone offers to take your baby I swear 99% of the time they really really want to so just let them do that and the other one percent they want to help you so yeah yeah for sure you know utilize the help someone's did offering you, do you think it. that you were like did you lean into getting that support like not even just in the gym so there would be times that Emily would come to the gym and her baby would be like crying or just like wanting mom and someone else would grab her. Sometimes it was fine. Sometimes she's like, no, I want my mom. Um, but outside of that, like outside of the gym in terms of like having your parents here and help from other people or friends or family members, was it hard for you to like accept that help? Or do you think that you were like willing to just like accept it? I think I wanted to be willing but no it's very hard and I felt so guilty even now with like this shoulder surgery I can't lift my baby so we have had to call in all the favors of multiple Mm -hmm. family members hire extra people to come and take over Um, so even from the beginning it's really tough right like you feel guilty leaving her no I feel guilty putting my baby in the hands of someone else because I can't do it whether it's working out or an injury, it's all the same. Right. Is it that, I mean, right now, like you have a physical limitation, um, like other times, like working out, for example, do you feel like it was like, I can't do it? Or was it more like, I want to have this time for myself right now? Uh, No, it's more like, I want to have the time to myself. Yeah. So I feel guilty pawning my child off on somebody else. Right. So yeah, it's an interesting dilemma. Again, like multiple things, like opposite things happening there. Like, and I think that that's something like every mom that I've worked with, whether they have a newborn or freaking children that are out of the house, even there's like, I don't see this going away anytime soon. Yeah. I think this will always be an issue. Yeah. Like being okay prioritizing your health and knowing that like time away from your baby or your children ultimately is going to like make you more present and more available for them when you are there, but still having that difficulty of like letting that go in the moment. Yeah, exactly. For sure. 
um, okay, well, why don't we uh, talk a little bit about like the emotional aspects of seeing your body change. So seeing your body through change through pregnancy, seeing how your body has changed, having a newborn. Um, I don't know if you want to share specifics about your like transformation in the last year, but just like talking about those emotions that come through that. Yeah, it's um, it's really hard to watch your body change. And I personally really hated the people who were like, oh, but like you're you know, you're building a human. It's so cool. And you should be so grateful that you can do this. I hated those people. (laughs) I'm sorry if you're listening, if you're one of them, because yeah, sure. It's brilliant and it's cool, but it sucks throughout pregnancy. It's horrible. And then afterwards you're no longer the vessel for your child and you're stuck with a body that you probably don't love. Mm -hmm. Um, and yeah, it did something really cool and I'll be forever grateful that I have a beautiful child Mm -hmm. who's healthy and I'm healthy but no looking in the mirror is really hard right and it can be like the smallest things throughout my pregnancy I didn't have any stretch marks until 36 weeks and I was so happy I'm like oh yay and then they popped yeah and (laughs) even now um if I have like a, a bad day or stress for some reason my stretch marks just pop out and I'm just it's just like a stress relief on my body. I don't know what it is, but like right now, yeah, being like the surgery and stuff, my stretch marks are like bright red. Wow. So you think that like, cause sometimes what happens is like, we displace our emotions onto our body. So we see this with clients, regardless of whether they're moms or not, who like will have a shitty week, whether mentally stress at work, stress in a relationship and they'll check in and they'll be like, I feel like shit. I feel like I look like shit, blah, blah, blah. But then me on the outside, I'm looking at their pictures and I'm like, you literally look the exact same, if not like leaner or better or whatever than last week. So do you feel like there's some of that or is it like, no, my stretch marks are like literally. No, they're very visible. Interesting. (laughs) Yeah. It's very weird. Yeah. So just things like that, but you know, coming to terms with this is my body now. Mm-hmm. And it took a while to, you know, want to change it and also being okay with wanting to change it. Right. Because there's also that opinion out there too. Like, oh, well, you're a mom now, just embrace it. Right. Sure. But, you know, I can work on my nutrition and I can set these goals for myself. Mm-hmm. And surprise, surprise, I feel a lot better. So when you're doing that stuff. Yeah. I didn't think it's just some control over the whole issue. Right. Cause I can yeah. control those things. Yeah. There's certain, and there's certain changes in your body. So for example, stretch marks, like there's literally nothing we can do about yeah. stretch marks, right? That's something yeah. that's going to be forever there. Um, but when we're yeah. talking, that's about- why I use that example because like I, I have lost a significant amount of weight and, uh, I feel really good about that. I've gone down sizes and clothes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the stretch marks will always be there. Yeah. yeah, for sure. And that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. And being able to focus on those other things that are a little bit more within your control. I don't know if that like eases the like intensity of the emotion around the things that aren't. Um, or at I least think for me, it's helpful. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Emily has done... I can't even like put it in a podcast unless you've like been there seeing her through this transformation, but she has done a fucking amazing job of balancing everything and figuring out how to work with like what she has right now. Um, Whether it's bringing baby to CrossFit or, you know, getting workouts in at a different time or being okay with like, I'm just going for a walk today or, you know, having a takeout meal and not like going into a downward downward spiral about it, um, that kind of stuff. So it's been really, really cool to like watch you just figure it out. Yeah, and that's the thing. It's just figuring it out. For sure. And it's going to look different for everybody. So yeah. And it's going to look different in like different stages, right? Like 
immediately postpartum is obviously different than six months and then nine months is different. And then your baby starts walking and you're like, holy fuck. Now there's like all these other things to think about. Um, so yeah, it's uh, been cool. Um, earlier this week, Nicola and I, and I'm like curious to like get your opinion as a mom, but also as a therapist in training, okay. uh, Nicola and I did a podcast about grief. So Nicola got to um, submit this for an assignment, which was cool. But we talked about the experience of grief and how that can play into our fitness journey. And I think grief is maybe something that moms experience a lot in terms of grieving their old body, grieving their old lifestyle, grieving, you know, being able to like do things for themselves without having to think about this tiny human. Do you think that's like an emotion that you've experienced? And is that something that like resonates? Yeah, I've experienced a lot of grief. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Just basically grieving the person that I was. Right. Up until the point of having your baby. Yeah. And you're, and then all of a sudden you're this new this new person it actually didn't hit me until I was in the car on the ride home from the hospital right with a baby in the back seat yeah like, oh shit this is mine now yeah and this is my life like now. everything is gonna change yeah so do you think yeah. the moment you recognize that as grief or is it I mean obviously you have training in emotions and you know with school I'd, you know how- as much as I have training in emotion I don't think that affects how you're gonna feel or no how you're going to deal with situations right. it affects how I can help someone deal with the situation <laughs> but you're, you're still a jumbled up mess yourself yeah um no I think I felt guilty considering that grief because of the big title term of grief you know when you hear grief you think someone you've lost somebody or you've lost something big in your life and you're dealing with that and I think for people to internalize grief and turn it on, on themselves is really difficult to do um, because some people won't realize that as grief and right. they'll compare it to other things. Yeah. But yeah, it's really hard. You're basically saying goodbye to your old self. Right. And here you are. Yeah. Brand new. <laughs> Trying to figure it all out. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Um. So my next question for you is what was the biggest surprise or like the biggest unexpected thing that you experienced in the first months of becoming a mom, positive or negative, or maybe one of each? This is, so I was having trouble answering this question because you gave them all to me and I texted Paul, my partner, and I said, what do you think I should say for this? And he said, you remember that first night I went home from the hospital where you slept on the floor of the baby's room because you were terrified that she wasn't going to be breathing. Right. <laughs> and I was like, that's a fair point. So I, I was honestly surprised at how much I had to check on her to make sure she was breathing, how terrified right. I was of that. And, you know, at most respect to Paul, he went out the next day and bought a bassinet to put in the bedroom so that I could wow. do it from the comfort of our bed <laughs> instead yeah. of yeah. the floor. Yeah. of the nursery oh, so but just that. how much you are like so worried mm-hmm. about this little human right it's terrifying yeah even now my I baby who you know sleeps like a rotisserie chicken she just rolls <laughs> around and I am still terrified I can hear her moving on the baby monitor but yet whenever I wake up I have to check right and I don't think that will ever go away so no. I think that just transforms into like different worries. Like you're not worried if your teenage kid is breathing, but you're worried enough. Yeah. yeah. It's uh, I think it will transition and change, but I think it'll always be there. So you, I thought that was sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Paul to suggest that one. Do you think, I'm curious, do you think that dads have that same, like, I mean, you obviously have Paul as your experience, but like, do you think that's like very um, specific to moms because of like the relationship that you have with your baby or maybe because of the responsibility that moms put on themselves for taking care of their babies? 
or and that is put on them I don't want to diminish any dads yeah <laughs> and I I know there's lots of wonderful dads and Paul's brilliant but yes yeah because he was he was like what are you doing that one night I'm like I she was inside me last night yeah and now she's outside so like hi you don't understand and I don't think they do I just there's so many wonderful hands-on dads and they they do worry and they obviously they care and they're terrified too because it's their child but I think there's just a little bit of a different relationship for sure involved. It's funny because I literally do that with Mulligan. Oh, I do it with Peach too. Yeah. And I'm like the, how fucking obsessed I am with this dog and like how worried I am. I'm like terrified to be a mom. Like I'm going to be crazy. (laughs) Yeah. I didn't think I would be crazy like that. And here I am. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe crazy is not like a good term for it. <laughs> no, but experience I don't know. Life. I'm not a, I feel like I'm not a crazy mom. There's, you know, people take it to another level for sure. But just that level of concern that I didn't think I would have. I thought it'd be like, yeah, no, like babies breathe. Like it's just normal parents. Yeah. No. Yeah. When it's yours, it's terrifying. Yeah. Was there any um like positive surprises or unexpected things? Uh, like the amount of love you have for your child. Mm-hmm. It's very sweet. The community that wants to support you. Yes, I love that The one. amount of, you know, like gifts and things that we got, which are very unnecessary, but that's just how people show they care if they can't be there. Especially the ones who want to respect your boundaries and the people who knew me knew that I didn't want people around. So they would send gifts and that's really nice. So the, the community aspect as good as a person receiving those gifts and having a newborn if anyone's listening who has friends that are going to be mom soon what were like the best most helpful gifts oh geez uh not clothes Mm -hmm. I really liked like bath things bath things for you or usable for the baby baby. okay (laughs) for the baby like soap and things but that can be picky uh DoorDash gift cards. Hell yeah. I was gonna say yeah. food. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Food. Even like cooked meals, but we got yeah. a lot of gift cards. Yeah. Um and honestly, like cards, just people writing notes right. and books, Cute. board books. Cute. If you don't have babies and you're getting someone a gift, do not get them a book with like normal paper pages. Okay. They're right. horrible. Get distracted. Especially when your kid can like start playing with them. Right. The pages just get ripped out. Yeah. So the cardboard books. Okay. Good right. to know. Yeah. Good to know. Good to know. I always wonder too, like I never want to like assume or like push. I think like moms have so much pressure on them already. And I feel like sometimes when you're trying to help, it can just exacerbate this idea that like, I can't do it all right now or like I'm not doing good enough but I always wonder like getting like paying for a house to get cleaned or like you know those kind of things are those helpful gifts or would that have been something that you would have been like fuck you (laughs) no I think that'd be brilliant I think that'd be tough because I feel like if when you get your house cleaned you don't want to be there right so yeah but I would have accepted that any day yeah Uh, coming and unloading the dishwasher amazing things like that folding laundry so much laundry if you want to get emily a gift right now go and load her dishwasher because she only has one arm (laughs) yeah i've hired people to do that for me right now yes no that's amazing yeah Uh, Um, just like if you go visit someone it's not about the baby and there's lots of things online about that right now so i think that's interesting right 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 Um, Okay, then next question. What habits and routines were the most foundational for you in terms of the progress you've made over this past year with your nutrition and fitness goals? Yeah, plan ahead. Even though it never goes to plan. Yeah, but you can still plan. Yeah, you can still plan. I do. I do not meal prep. That's way too hard for me to 
even think about doing with my whole life. So I'll plan ahead and buy like food that's a little bit higher in protein so I can have it and I can pre-plan macros. So pre-plan meals. Yeah. I, I get like the fresh prep, Mm -hmm. um, meals to cook. Yeah. And they're not the best macros, but if you plan ahead, they're not horrible. They're fine. They work just well and they're tasty because then you don't have to think about cooking for sure, which is a big one for me. Yeah. So planning ahead, putting in the macros ahead of time or the meals two, three, four, five days in advance. Yeah. And even when you're planning, like, um, if you have like a social event, you can put that in there too. Mm -hmm. Just knowing what's coming. So you're not like surprised the day of. Yeah. Yeah. We worked a lot on planning for those social things and either like using the social profile so like having that predetermined amount of carbs, fats, and proteins that we're going to just put in there and it's not going to be the most accurate, but I think that allowed you to like, feel like you had planned for it in some capacity and, you know, work it into your day. Yeah. I think it takes the guilt away, you know, cause you have right. something in there. Yeah. You can still, like, I still have a problem. I'll put my pre-planned, I call it restaurant meal in my, my fitness pal. And then I still have a problem with like getting enough or thinking I'm getting enough protein that day right. and trying not to go over, but just realizing that, oh, those aren't actually the macros for that meal. It's just in there to yeah, just, you know, give yourself some guidance. Right. So yeah, not just, easy, but yeah, just help to, you know, give you something to plan the rest of your day around and in hopefully the best case scenario, not go into like this spiral of thinking, like I fucked up or I did something bad, or, you know, I made a choice that wasn't aligned with my goals. Yeah. Um, that's always the goal goal with those things. Okay. Planning ahead. Was there any other routines or anything? Uh, yeah. It's okay to eat boring meals. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. Then just because they're boring doesn't mean they don't taste good, right? But you can eat the same thing. Yeah. Uh, for breakfast, I have the same breakfast every single day. Yeah. And it's easy to do because I don't even have to think about it now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Similar meals are just like throwing together like protein, fat, carb, veggie in a bowl. Yeah. Rice, chicken. Yeah. Sauce. Yeah. Sauce. I love sauce. So I yeah. put sauce on everything. That's where I get my fat from, but yeah, yeah, it makes me feel better. It tastes good. Yeah. Uh, and then I can carry on my day hmm. um, and just easy snacks, apples, apples, yeah, protein bars. Yeah. And I know that I'm not going to hit my macros if I don't have at least one protein shake a day. So right. I usually just start my day with that. And then it gives me a little more leniency. Yeah. So boring yeah. meals that's okay yeah um non-negotiables yes yeah which for me they change depending on like in the summer it was like getting outside every day we live in calgary that's not going to happen right now yeah that's okay but uh focus like water my my non-negotiable is to have three water bottles of water a day of mm -hmm. my water bottle which equals out to be 75 ounces of water right yeah, for anyone who's listening who doesn't know what a non-negotiable is, this is something that we have a lot of clients do where like we're thinking about the most crazy hectic of weeks. What are like some of those minimum things that we know we can accomplish that when we do them, we feel good and feel like we're taking steps towards our goals. Um, so like Emily mentioned, water is a big one for people. Protein intake is a big one for people, some sort of movement, even if that looks like a five minute walk, um, is a big one for people. And I think in a very unpredictable and chaotic time of life, those are like, can be really grounding to kind of like grasp onto. Yeah. At the end of the day, if I had a shit day, but I got my water intake, Sick. even though I might feel like horrible and tired and, you know, disappointed, I still got a check mark and I know there's people out there who love to get those check marks. Yeah. So. <laughs> Fucking love that's, checking off the list. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Yeah. Just non-negotiables. And then one more is uh, prioritizing sleep. Yes. If you're one of Sarah's clients, these are literally all of Sarah's 
suggestions. So <laughs> they work. Congratulations. So but uh, prioritizing sleep, which is really hard to do with a baby. Yeah. So how do you, what are some things that you did for that? Uh, so I used to be like a huge night owl, staying up late. Right. Um, and then it's hard now because my baby will go to bed and that's sometimes the only time I get to myself. Mm-hmm. But realizing that, no, you, I need to go to bed to feel better tomorrow. Right. So instead of like staying up and watching TV, I'll stay up and read a book. So I'll just kind of tone down the stimulation a little bit. Right. Stimulation. So that you can go get to sleep earlier. Yeah. And usually if I read a book, I fall asleep reading anyways. Right. So that works for me. But um, instead of going to bed at midnight, I'll go to bed at 1130, just like a little bit earlier. Mm-hmm. So trying to just prioritize that little bit of sleep and slowly the habits will accumulate and then it'll be like nine o'clock and you'll be like, oh, I got to go to bed. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's apparently the time I go to bed now. So um, I love that for but you. But also not forcing it to. Mm-hmm. And what about, because I can't remember how babe like slept. Was she always a good sleeper? Yes. Yeah. So I don't want to give too much about sleep because my baby is apparently from another dimension and right. has slept 12 hours a night since she was three months old. <laughs> Seriously. <She's> a, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I yeah. did nothing for that. Yeah. So don't ask me. <laughs> She's just, she likes to sleep. Yeah. Um, so that was helpful in that regard, but that's why I don't want to get into too much sleep because I know people really, really struggle in those first few months when she maybe wasn't sleeping as much, was there anything that you did? Like, did you take naps? Did you try to like sleep when she slept? Like, or did you just fucking deal with it? <laughs> well, that's a good question. Cause I think maybe not sleep when she slept, but if she was sleeping, I would try to relax. Right. So that meant if I was busy or if she was awake, I would just try to include her in everything that I had to do. Right. Like if I had to go grocery shopping I would try to do it when she was awake yeah um so that I didn't miss that time that she was sleeping or if she's like sleeping in the car and I got home I would just sleep in the car too amazing like (laughs) just trying to match that time so that I get a little bit of a break and yeah it's about a million times harder to do you know housework and errands with a baby but also those little moments where you get to watch them sleeping or you get to sleep too, you just get to relax, watch TV or something. Yeah. It's brilliant. It's well worth it. I like the idea of not putting pressure on a using the sleep time to be quote unquote productive. Um, but also not putting pressure on like doing a specific thing during that time. So you don't have to sleep during that time. If you don't want to watch TV or you could read, or you, if you decided that you wanted to do those quote unquote productive things, you could, but not feel. And sometimes it doesn't work out, right? You'll be out and she'll just decide to fall asleep. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. But if I had a boring day at home, I would try my hardest to just do things when she was awake and then relax when she was sleeping. I love that idea. Cool. Did you have like a carrier? Like, were you like fucking unloading the dishwasher with her on you? I tried. It wasn't my thing. No. Um, but I know lots of people swear by them. So yeah. 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 Emily now has a, uh, we call it the baby jail (laughs) at the gym. So she's got like a big pen that she just puts babe into and all the other babes go in there too. Um, and they just loves it. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's so awesome. You put some toys there, some of those books and yeah, it's very cute. So I could see a thing at home, like having one of those at home would be helpful. Yeah. From a young age, I did have her like just kind of isolated on her own. Yeah. Obviously I was watching, but like if she was sitting on a blanket, I was doing something else. She was quite content. So I think it just transitioned very easily from that. So for sure. If someone had a more colicky baby or something, they might need to do the carrier situation. Yeah. Yeah. Cool. Um, Okay. So let's talk about a couple other things that aren't necessarily related to this, but might be depending on your answers. Um, what is something that you're super proud of over the past year? 
great. I was love that you're going into these questions. I don't have anything written for that one. <laughs> um, I am really proud of what I have done for myself and my body over the past year. Mm -hmm. And I think that's tough for a lot of people because our society is either one way or the other. Like you shouldn't change yourself. You should be happy the way you are. And then there's the other side where you need to be thin and fit and, you know, look like everyone else. So I'm very, it took me a long time to be like, yeah, you know what? I'm really happy with the amount of weight I've lost, how I look, how my clothes fit. I think that's really cool that I can say that now. Mm -hmm. Do you think that, because this is like something that we talk about a lot in terms of like, obviously as coaches, we help people lose weight and we help people change their bodies. And we're not here to judge whether wanting to change your body is a good or bad thing. Like that's totally individual to the person. Obviously the reasons behind wanting to change your body are important to consider. Um, but do you feel like Emily's body has changed a lot? Um, and she's also worked very hard for that. So do you feel like the proudness that comes from that is related solely to that outcome or is it related to like other things or the efforts that were had to put in? I'd say like 50% is related to the outcome. Yeah. And then the other 50% is related to just how I can go about my life now. Because before I'd be like, I have one meal out and I would feel horrible about that. Right. Now I'm on two weeks of eating only takeout and I feel fine about it. Yeah. <laughs> so just kind of coming to terms, understanding how your body works, mm -hmm. that one meal out, it's literally going to do nothing. Mm -hmm. Except you're going to have a nice time and you're going to eat some good food. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I love that. So... <laughs> But it's really hard to do in the beginning. When mm -hmm. I first started, I would feel so guilty. And then I'd be feel guilty putting it in the online thing, yeah. like the tracker yeah, um, and admitting it. But just kind of realizing that you can do that is okay. And learning how your body works. Mm -hmm. That one's a good one too. Yeah. And just being patient through the process, right? Because you had- oh, yeah time where there was lots of changes happening and then periods of time where no changes were happening or even a few periods where you felt like you were moving backwards maybe a little bit yeah um and so just being able to like be more long-term in that and that doesn't mean that Emily didn't have check-ins where she was like fuck this shit right I think we still yeah. Like we still feel that frustration in those moments, but being able to zoom out and like see the bigger picture, um, you've been really good at being able to do that. Yeah. I think when I first started, I had these goals, you know, I had my sister's wedding and I was a bridesmaid in that. And so that was, I don't know how many months ahead, but for that, I had a goal weight in mind. I had what I wanted to look like. Yeah. And as that came, I realized it's okay to have goals but you can always push them back. Like if you don't reach that goal by that specific date, it's really not the end of the world. For sure. And, you know, you can still continue and you can't, you still be proud of yourself for how far you've gotten mm -hmm. and you shouldn't diminish any of that. And you can still have that goal. It just maybe didn't hit it by that date. Right. Or you may need to change that. Like now I don't even have that goal that I had a couple months ago, even though I didn't hit that goal, it, it seemed less important because I hit so many other goals along the way. Right. So that big body comp, big number on the scale goal doesn't really matter as much to me anymore. So. Right. Yeah. Those timelines, I mean, most of the time, those timelines are arbitrary. Like we've just put them in place and like they don't like, there might be an event or something, but like you said, if we're not at that goal at that specific time, that doesn't mean that we've failed. It doesn't yeah. mean that we can never achieve that goal, right? We yeah. might just need to adjust the timeline. And some people do get motivated by timelines. Um, but I think, well, I mean, I still have those timeline goals. Like I have a wedding in June that I want to look really good for my best friend just got engaged. I'm going to want to look really good for that. Yeah. But also 
yeah, I can set those goals, but it's not going to be detrimental to me. And it's going to be a small part of the plan rather right. than like the only thing the that's important. Focus. Yeah. I love that. I was thinking of making an Instagram post on said friend who just got engaged. <laughs> <laughs> She'd because, probably like that. Yeah. She, yeah. she, um, she has had a lot going on lately. So she hasn't been super consistent with like her check-ins or anything. And then she got engaged and then she was like, okay, I need to like go into a calorie deficit now. And I joked to her and I was like, well, once you get a couple consistent check-ins, then we can talk about going into a calorie. <laughs> yeah. A joke that's that's another, actually real. Yeah, exactly. That's another, um, like that's another timeline that we put on ourselves without thinking about a, like, what are the what are the habits that we need to instill in order to achieve that timeline? Um, and is it something that is like, as soon as that timeline's gone, is that goal still important to us? Yeah. Right? Yeah. Um, okay. Those were good. Let's see what else. Ooh, I want to talk about this one. Did you answer any of these last questions or did you just not? I, I did answer them. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Fine. So Emily's in school right now to be a therapist. So I'm curious, how has a, your fitness journey and also becoming a mom influenced your thoughts around providing therapy and eventually, and your eventual practice of being a therapist? Um, I feel like it has had an effect, maybe not as large as you would think. Okay. Uh, so I think through all this, just learning that priorities change. Mm-hmm but also learning that everybody's experience is different. Right. So just because something happened to me doesn't mean that someone's going to have that. Mm -hmm. And you can't expect those situations on anyone else. Right. So the whole point of my program is to learn to help people with their problems. Right. And a some people do like self-disclosure and things like that. I personally don't like to utilize that because I think it can affect people who are going through things and it might look like the same experience on the outside, but it's really not. Right. So just learning that, you know, things are going to change. Everyone's experience is different. Mm -hmm. um, maybe learning that you need to prioritize yourself a little bit will be helpful. Right. Yeah. But that's about it. So this idea that um, our experiences while maybe similar are not like when we're in a coaching situation or providing therapy or whatever, we cannot place our experiences onto someone else. Yeah. And you've just experienced, like, obviously you learned that in school, but like you've experienced that firsthand. Yeah, exactly. It's, yeah. It's always going to be a little bit different. Yeah, for sure. It's um, at, in the self-disclosure thing, this, I'm curious about this, Nicola and I talk about this a lot. So you mentioned you don't like to utilize it like in your own practice. Yeah. As a client, do you enjoy it or no? Depends on what I'm a client for. If you're in therapy. If I'm in therapy, I don't personally like it. No. Right. Yeah. I feel like as a therapist client, like as a client going to therapy, I don't want to know about my therapist. Like, I don't want to know anything about them. I want them yeah. to be the person that I have like made up in my mind that they are. And like, don't fucking share anything about yourself with me. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I am yeah. with you on that. But I know lots of people like it. So for it sure. It's still a thing. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of times I've been in a therapy session and they've shared something and I'm just immediately like, no, immediately no, <laughs> like take that back. <laughs> yeah yeah I don't know yeah there's a time and place for sure that's what yeah. I have to say about it yeah um did you ever read group it's a book no. it's about <laughs> Emily's like mm, did I read that book um so it's about a therapist's experience in therapy oh I've heard about it yeah or sorry not group I'm reading group right now it, that one's also good um no, no, maybe you I should know which one you're talking about. I haven't read that one either, but I know okay. which one you're talking about. Okay. So maybe you should talk to someone is about a therapist's experience in therapy. And she talked about how she started seeing this therapist and she literally Googled him 
and like found out all of this information about his personal life and then like immediately regretted it yeah but she just talked about how like the stories that she told herself and like the self-talk she was having and like how she like internalized the things that he was saying to her based on like this information that she now knew about him (laughs) it was like very interesting yeah yeah I can see how that would yeah affect you yeah for sure um okay okay I'm gonna do two more questions and then we'll wrap it up okay so looking forward how do you see your fitness and wellness journey evolving over the next few years I'm excited yeah yeah I think I'm at like a pretty low now I'm very baseline I am really focused on getting healthy yeah and kind of getting back but I think after that I my goal is to just without I have like it's funny because I have no limitations written down on here but now that I wrote that I'm like maybe there should be some limitations but in the big scheme of things like there's no physical limitations I'm going to be healthy right I'm going to have an older baby so I feel like I will be able to be more present for myself in the gym and I'm really excited about that right dedicate a little bit more time to that yeah like the obstacles are a little bit less they're still there they're not non-existent (laughs) but no they're they'll always be there yeah but I'm really excited to just kind of push some things to the side yeah and focus on that yeah Yeah. love that for you do you feel like that there's like a stronger I don't like to say better because I feel like versions of ourselves are just different there's not like obviously some are better versions but like different versions of ourselves do you feel like there's like a stronger like more empowered version of yourself in the future or is that something that like you haven't really thought about or we're still in that like Um, to like pre-baby I want to think that there is a stronger version Mm mm-hmm so I'm like committed to building that. Yeah. I'm not just going to expect it to happen. For sure. Yeah. Like I think there's a, there'll be a different version. Yeah. And I think it's really, I'm not going to be where I was in certain aspects would mm-hmm. be completely dumb thought to think I'm not going to be like there or beyond in other aspects. Right. So I'm really excited to see what's going to come. I think I'm going to get stronger. So hell yeah. 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 I'm excited I mean, for that. If motherhood teaches you one thing, it's that you're strong as fuck in so yeah. many different ways. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay. Do you have any other like big goals or like milestones set for yourself this year at all? Fitness, no. career, school, anything like that? My goal this year is consistency. Nice. What does that mean? That's very boring. Yeah. Consistency. <laughs> no, getting good grades. Uh, I'm finished really close. I start my practicum in September. So getting to that point, uh, just the way I've been doing it, sticking to my nutrition goals, sticking to my gym schedule, mm-hmm. just being as consistent as possible. Love that. Yeah. So yeah, boring. boring, but fucking what 99% of us should be focused on. <laughs> yeah. I'm okay. I'm okay with a boring goal. Like, why not? I honestly don't think consistency needs to be a boring goal. I think that we think it's boring because there's not some like bright, shiny fucking thing that we're working towards. But consistency also means that we're being present in the day to day, that we're learning how to like navigate those things that come up, how to change our plans and stuff like that. And all of that stuff can be exciting. Your consistency also means like you have some trips planned um, stuff like that. So learning how to like navigate those and fully enjoy those while also still feel like you're working towards your goals. Like those are fucking awesome, sexy things. Maybe that's a stretch, but yes. (laughs) Emily's like, no, it's boring as fuck. (laughs) I think it's boring, but I, you know what? I think it's what needs to be done and that's okay. Yeah. Cool. Um, okay, well, was there anything else you want to share? Any advice you have to anyone listening? Yeah, you had a question about advice to other moms that are struggling. Yeah, okay. And so I had a good answer for that one. Okay, let's hear it. <laughs> uh, drop all your expectations. Yeah. Is my advice to people struggling. 
How do you do that? Uh, I think it's good to have goals. And I think those are great and important and you should be making progress. But at the end of the day with a baby, if you're expecting to go to the gym, I don't know, three, four, five days a week, whatever it is, and you don't hit one of those days, it, you're just going to be so disappointed that you didn't do it. Right. So instead of having those expectations to go, just have a little goal and be okay. You know, your baby's going to be up one night, even if she is a, or they're a good sleeper, they're still going to be up all night and you're going to feel that the next day or the, and the day after, or maybe a week. Yeah. And it's going to take a while to get back to the gym and, and that's okay. Yeah. So just letting all your things that you thought were going to happen go mm-hmm. and embracing what this new life is and uh, get off social media. <laughs> you, you and straight up got off of social media. You I'm off of social. Yeah. I have Facebook, if that's even still right. a thing. Um, I only have that for like a group on yeah. there. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. there's so many opinions. It drowns out the noise for sure. So many opinions. And then yeah. just stop comparing yourself. You're mm-hmm. on your own journey. Yeah. And it's so fun. As soon as you can stop comparing to other moms in the gym, other moms in the world, specifically like CrossFit moms that are going to be back at the CrossFit games this year, which is wild. I have my own perspectives about that. Yeah. But like, we're not all living the same experience. For sure. So do you have any like tangible So like, I think we all love the idea of dropping expectations and being able to go with the flow and practicing that self-compassion. Are there any like tangible, you know, like, did you go to therapy? Did you journal prompt? Did you, you know, like, are there any tangible things that you think would be helpful to share? Or is it kind of just like, no, I just fucking did it. I just dropped the expectations. (laughs) Like how, how, tell us how. I think just trying to get away from what other people think right easier said than done for sure so um, from social media was a good one yeah what that's a good one. like family members or something like that how do we get away from that huh, that's oh. fun. <laughs> well you can't do that to family members especially you know in-laws or whatever right if it's going to rock a relationship, just kind of taking it with a grain of salt mm-hmm. and realizing that everyone is welcome to their perspectives and their opinions. Yeah. Um, and they can have them. It's not, and it doesn't have to affect you. Right. So yeah, it doesn't uh, say anything about you. Um, and I feel like, especially with like in-laws and parents and stuff like that, like that generation, like we also can't put the expectation on ourselves to change their minds. Oh like, yeah. That's not a responsibility to change their yeah. minds. Their minds probably aren't going to fucking change. Like it's just their generation. Yeah. Goes both ways. Yeah. Yeah. So just letting go of letting go of that pressure to like explain yourself or change their point of view. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Cool. I don't know. And then something I did when I was scheduling things, I wrote it in pencil so that I could erase it and just move it, which is so dumb and (laughs) stupid. But if you're so set on doing those things, being able to visually see, oh, I'm just moving it from this day to the next day. Yeah. Not a big deal. Oh, I love that. There are erasable pens if you're like me and you like color coding things. Yeah. (laughs) Perfect. Um, Okay. So we always end our episodes with a fuck yes and a fuck no. Great. So I'm going to put the pressure on you to provide both of those today. Any okay. doesn't have to be related to anything we talked about. It could just be a fuck yes or a fuck no of like something that happened today or like something bringing And you- are these like two separate things? Yeah. One's like a great thing. One's like a not great thing. Okay. Uh, fuck no to surgery. Yeah. <laughs> that, that sucks. Yeah. That is horrible. Recovery. Fine. Recovering from surgery. You're going to be better eventually, which is fuck yes. But yes. True. I sneezed today and my shoulder didn't dislocate. So that's a win. Yeah. That's how bad it was. Yeah. Um, And uh, fuck yes to 
See, I knew you were going to ask me this. You didn't even put it on your thing. So this is very mean of you. <laughs> Rapid fire. Um, fuck yes to just accepting help. That's where I'm at right now. Yeah, I love that. I don't have any cool thing. No, that... I'm literally sitting on my couch all day right now. But <laughs> I'm so grateful to people helping me and good TV shows. So nice. What are you watching right now? I'm rewatching The Big Bang Theory from the beginning. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Brad and I need a new show to watch, but I'm also like, maybe we shouldn't find a new show. I feel watch. like I've watched all the new shows. Yeah. Okay. Uh, really Mr. Like- Mrs. Smith on Amazon. That one was weird. Yeah. But Did you watch Saltburn? Yep. Yeah. I watched that with my parents and Brad. <laughs> and it was the most oh. thing of my entire life. Almost as I thought it was a great my movie. Mom my oh. When I was in high school, <laughs> it was like basically the same. Um, yeah, we were like in Phoenix and I was outside like doing my journaling and tarot and my parents were inside with Brad and they were deciding what movie to watch. And I come in and Brad's like, we're going to watch Saltburn. And I had never heard of it. And he's like, it's blowing up on social media. Like it looks wild. And we're like, okay. And then, yeah, all the scenes happen. Yeah. And I'm just like, this is so fucking awkward. <laughs> but Yeah, same thing happened. Paul suggested we watch it. And he thought it was horrible and gross. And, and I'm like, this is hysterical. Yeah. <laughs> I yeah. love movies like that. Yeah. I'm just thoroughly so- entertained. Yeah. My um, Instagram after that was like, if you enjoyed Saltburn, you should read these books or like you should watch these TV shows. And I was like, okay, we don't, I don't think I enjoyed it that much. I don't need to yeah. carry on. Yeah. It's like one and done. Amazing. Much. Okay, lady. Well, thank you so much for being on today. And especially in this crazy time right now. Um, hopefully yeah. Thanks for having me. Got some good takeaways and yeah. That's it. Great. Okay. We'll see you next week.